the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. with you dave ellswick show hate it when i wake up in the morning and i get bad news and we got bad news today if you're a rock and roll fan you got bad news today uh we're playing music from bad out of hell and there's a reason why we're playing music from bad out of hell singer known as meatloaf passed away last night he was 74 years old so uh sold over 200 million albums and basically, it was only two albums. And Bad Out of Hell and Bad Out of Hell 2. That's what uh, came out. Let me just mention a couple of the, the songs that uh, he'll be known for. That one that you're listening to right now with, with uh, you know, was just a huge, huge hit. I, I, I can remember the first time that I heard it on the radio and how different it was because it was kind of a, a rock opera. To be honest, the whole album was, and uh, the songs that went in uh, into it. Uh, you had "Paradise by the Dashboard Lights" that were playing in the background there. Then you had uh, two out of three ain't bad," and then "I Do Anything for Love, But I Won't Do That," which is one of my all-time favorite songs by Meatloaf. That's a great song. And then the other was "Things in the Rear in the Side View Mirror Are Closer Than What They Appear." which is another great song that he did off, off of Bad Out of Hell. Great, great performer. Put everything into every performance he ever did. Uh, didn't drink. Didn't party. Uh, didn't go out to the clubs. I mean, he was talking about they had a clip of him today and, and this morning on Fox News in an interview that they had done with him on the couch. And uh, his dad got him involved. He played football well, during the time when he was a young kid. And uh, he, they asked him what he got out of football, and he said, "I got, uh, I, I became a, a very uh, conservative and very, uh, you know, committed performer. I, uh, I did, I, I kept my life together." And he talked about not doing drugs and things of that nature. No cause of death has been uh, released. I do know that he had had some health problems since uh, 2003. Uh, you'll remember then he was performing and he passed out on stage. But he was, uh, he had asthma. But we don't know what the cause of death was, so I'm not going to sit here and try to, to guess at it. I just know that uh, he was one of my favorite performers. And he had a great, great voice and uh, he and jim steinem just did a lot of great music together so meatloaf dead at the age of 74 years old michael a day 
they knew him as Marvin, was uh, his real name. And if you want to know where the meatloaf came from, his dad saw him uh, after he was born and was holding him, and he said, man, he looks like nine pounds of meat. <laughs> and you know how they put your name on the, the end of the bassinet and the, uh, you know, the, where you've been delivered at at the hospital, and they got all the kids out there? On the end of his bassinet, uh, bassinet it said meat. And uh, he got uh, he picked up the moniker Meatloaf, and he was known as Meatloaf uh, for the, the rest of his life. Uh, he did, uh, what was the show on uh, Sci-Fi, uh, Ghost Hunters? Have you ever seen that one, Heidi, where he was? He went out with them, and he was pretty cool about it. Was, he, he really wanted to do it. Something that he really wanted to do was go out on one of their ghost hunts, and it was very uh, entertaining, to say the least. Of course, uh, he did a lot of different things uh, on stage as well. Uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, he was in the movie. He was on, on, on the Broadway uh, doing it. I think that... Uh, the revival. He did a, a little bit of uh, the shows and uh, starred on it when Joan Jett was there. So a lot of a lot of good stuff. Uh, talented guy, and he'll be missed. He really will. He'll be missed. All right, on the phone with me to, for today, I've got uh, Robert Steinbach. He's with us. Hey, Robert, how were you a Meatloaf fan? I was absolutely. I am, in fact, a Meatloaf fan. I love absolutely. his music. I really, really do. I I think that if they took those two albums and made them into a uh, a Broadway show, and now of course Meatloaf's gone, but I'm sure that there's other artists that are are talented enough to to sing those songs with the, uh, even though the high registers that they were recorded in uh, that. Uh, it would do big, big box office. Most people, would sh- a lot of people, would show up to, to see him done live and weave a story around it somehow. Because there's this- indeed. Go ahead. I, I think I read you some time ago, not recently, reading this morning, the obit that he had a, a range of his voice that was spectacular, meaning, you know, people can go from certain low to certain high yep. generally, and then good singers a little bit more. That's the range. And his was even greater than most singers. It really had an innate talent uh, and a wonderful singer. Well, his interpretation of the music was always foremost for me. I mean, that guy, when he was done performing, he was wrung out. I mean, he put it oh, yeah. all out on the oh, yeah. stage whenever he whenever oh, yeah. he performed. So uh, you know, that's a great one that uh, we're all going to miss. I mean, th- to me, this is as big as David Bowie dying. You know, that was that was a big one for me too. That's another great great artist that I really really appreciate it. All right, so let's uh, first. I want to. Uh, we we haven't heard from Chris yet. Of course, he probably won't wake up for another hour since he. He's hanging out at Denny's in in Vegas. At least that's the picture he sent of me. (laughs) Yeah, he's at a conference for engineers uh, out there in Vegas. And as you know, that's, what, two hours, one or two, I forget now, behind us. It's mountain time, so I think it's an an hour earlier than us. An hour, got Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he said that he would try to make it and, and call in today. I thought, look, this is me. I thought he was out there at the SHOT Show. The, the gun show, no. the gun shows yeah. are huge, uh, is huge right now. Uh, 
out in Vegas. There's there's hundreds of thousands of people out there looking at all the new firearms. That's her. I've been to the SHOT Show many, many years ago, and it's fantastic. Yeah, it is. It's really worth going to. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Let us, let's us think about this. By then, hopefully, we'll be out of the this COVID crap that's been going on over and over and over. And maybe we can go next year and broadcast live from it. That would be fun. Oh, I'd do it. We could, we, yeah. we'd go have a good time. I'll talk to the folks at Six Hours, see if they, they want to get behind that. That would be a lot of fun. Uh, to do i saw the gallagher is there doing his show and uh sebastian gorka is broadcasting live from the shot show as as well. right isn't that yeah. funny good for, good for them yeah i'm glad that we've done it before uh the folks a uh, couple of gun shops here in uh, uh little rock uh helped pay for it and may be us uh, able to go over there billy pennington uh let us set up in his booth there and uh and we did, uh, you know, he makes a lot of the, uh, uh, was it stun guns and all of that here in, in, mm-hmm. uh, in Little Rock. And we, we went out and did the show out there and just had a fantastic time. We just had a fantastic, it was amazing. The day that we were there, they had put on some different rifles, uh, on display. And one of them was from, uh, the movie Quigley Down Under. Which I thought was. I just a, watched that movie. Isn't that funny? I just watched that. I love that movie. That movie it's a is a great movie. Yeah, I never said. I said I just didn't like using pistols, and never said I wasn't good at it. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, that's right. That's a You're giving away the ending of the twenty-five-year-old uh, movie. Yeah, well, that's okay. If they if you haven't seen it yet, then what's wrong with you? That's all I'll say about that one. That's a great Indeed. Tom Selleck movie. It really is a great Tom Selleck movie. And of course, Alan Rickman, who plays the ultimate great bad guy, is in that one too. And it was in. Right. He, I don't think he'll ever, ever uh, out would have outdone himself as Hans Gruber from Die Hard. He was. <laughs> well, he really was a fantastic actor. Yeah, he was in everything. Of course, he was in what's that well-known sort of now cult-like space movie with Tim Allen. Oh, um, yeah. I know which one you're talking about. Right. They, they were doing uh, and, the TV show. Yeah, it's a spoof off of Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, and they they play essentially the actors that are in Star Trek and uh, how they get along in real life. Which is not very good. Out, uh, <laughs> what's that? Which is not very good. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And Alan Rickman was uh, p- played in that movie. It was. It's really a... Um, uh, a galaxy quest is the that's name it. of the movie you're right yeah that, that's great. and i like sigourney weaver best in that movie she was hilarious in that movie they were all brilliant <laughs> if you haven't seen galaxy quest that's a movie uh renting or picking up so to speak on on demand on one of those services that must have it i don't know which one does and doesn't but take a look for galaxy quest that's an entertaining movie well there's a couple of movies that uh Matt Smith is having trouble finding for the classic movie. Perhaps, mm-hmm. perhaps, maybe we should show Galaxy Quest. That would be great. It would be a fun one to show back on the big screen again. And, uh, and and seeing all of those actors when they were at their best, at their pinnacles, as far as acting and things of that nature. It's a fun, it is a fun movie. It's a really, and Rickman is really good. Alan's good in it. Like I said, Sigourney Weaver is good in it. She's she's a, an actress getting on the long tooth of the side of her her career, and she's always 
walking around and rearranging body parts and things of that nature, which is very funny. She's a, she was she was great in that movie. All right, so we had uh, a person on uh, the show uh, uh, yesterday uh, who was a, a member of a big, big uh, uh, Jewish uh, law movement, and I want to talk to you about that when we come back. Got to get a break in. Let's do that, and then we'll come back and talk about what he had to say about what happen- has been happening at Bowen Law School concerning you and it's become a national story now it's not just a local story it is a national story and if you're a school you don't want to be known that you might be anti-semitic and that can cause you to lose students east end towing wants you to know that they're ready to help you if you find yourself in one of those bad situations let's say it's poor i'm going to make it as bad as i can make it it's pouring down rain the wind is blowing the, the the thunder is rolling, the, the lightning is flashing, and your car breaks down, and you're on the side of the road. What do you do? Well, I've been telling you for several months now that what you need to do is call East End Towing. You should grab your cell phone. You should have that number in your cell phone under towing, and then all you got to do is hit the dial button and uh, 501-888-8849 talk to east end towing and they'll come and get you off the side of the road now if there's special circumstances for instance perhaps you're towing your uh, your camper they can handle that don't worry about it you're towing your boat they can handle that or maybe you, your car didn't you know break down maybe you had the bad luck that i had at one time remember when they had the tunnel of death on 67 when they were working on the road out there and i had both my i hit something and it punctured both my front tires they went flat there was no place to pull over i was in the middle lane and nobody nobody they could get past me but they had a slow way down to go around me and i kept praying that everybody would slow down and not somebody would rear in me they came out and got me they did a great job. That's East End Towing. Call them when you need help because no matter the situation, the folks at East End Towing can handle it and they've got all the answers. 501-888-8849. More with uh, Robert Steinbach when we get back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, we continue on. Robert Steinbach is with us, a law professor at Bowen School of Law. His opinions are his and his alone. And yesterday on my show, had Rob Garson on. And uh, he's the head of a, uh, I guess, a, a, a group of Jewish lawyers. And uh, Yeah, the, uh, the American Association of Jewish Lawyers and Jurists. Okay, thank you. Uh, I didn't have that in front of me. Of okay, so he's, yeah, that's all right. he was on and wanted to talk about your uh, particular issue with the Bowen School of Law, who went out and ginned up a letter to put into the local paper uh, from, uh, quote, other Jewish uh, lawyers, except that not all of the people who signed the letter were Jewish. Uh, he wanted to yeah, come I mean, on and clarify, clarify what was going on with uh, this this thing going on with you. Indeed. Can we can we just focus on that one point just for a moment? Because it's yeah, it's it's it's. 
as hysterical as it is sad that we have a group that says we're the uh, part of the Jewish lawyers community here in Little Rock, but for the fact that some of them ain't Jewish. Could you imagine, Dave, if we went on the air and we said, hey, um, we'd like to talk about, uh, uh, say, the issue of abortion, which we talk about all the time, and we should feel free to talk about. And we said, because we're part of the Little Rock uh, women's community. Wait, what? Wait, what? No. And they're trying to clothe themselves in legitimacy. Uh, could you imagine if we uh, said we want to talk about Black Lives Matter or we want to talk about defund the police, which we talk about. But we said we're part of the Little Rock African-American community. Wait, what? Yeah, These I understand people, what you're saying. Right. These people are a bunch of posers. Uh, and uh, I listened to your interview uh, with uh, Rob Garson from the American Association of Jewish Lawyers and Jurists, the president he is of that association. Uh, and uh, it was fantastic. Uh, you were asked really insightful questions, and he gave what I thought were really good answers. And the part that struck me regarding this issue is he dismissed this group. He, he, it's not even a group, right? It's a cabal of leftists. It, go down the list of people uh, who are on uh, that letter. It's not many. They're a bunch of leftists. And guess what? Politics? Politics play a role? Really? Really? Well, the, the thing that I uh, was taken by is that, of course, they said it wasn't discriminatory, it wasn't anti-Semitic, what the dean had done to you. And I asked him point blank, is this anti-Semitism raising its head again? And uh, if you're a law school, the last thing you want to do is to be on the wrong side of discrimination. And they're, he said they're, he said they're on the wrong side of this issue. Of course, it's it's uh, anti-Semitic. He just said they let other uh, professors use guest lecturers, but they won't let Mr. Steinbach use guest lecturers on his high holy days it makes no sense whatsoever unless they just don't get it and uh, i think we can say pretty clearly that the lady over there does not get it well i I, like i said i thought the comments from both you and uh, the president of the American Association of Jewish Lawyers and Jurists, Rob Garson, uh, were very good, uh, were spot on. Um, and that's uh, the point here, is that uh, we have a real problem. Uh, as I've pointed out before, uh, I uh, grieved this issue, uh, and I was successful on this issue. And to be clear, because uh, the, this uh, non partially non-Jewish so-called group of Jews I said, well, uh, Steinbuck also said that uh, he should uh, be entitled to teach constitutional law. I did say that, along with, <clears throat> incidentally, my colleague Josh Silverstein, who's also Jewish. And uh, they uh, and the, the dean refused that. And the committee, in a uh, six-page report, in three lines of that six-page report, said that on the issue of constitutional law, she won, not me. She won. And they want to make a big deal about that. Hey, have at it. So let me just sum up. I grieved uh, two issues of discrimination, and uh, one of them was found 
uh, discriminatory. Uh, yeah. So if that if that makes you feel good, if 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 your quote success is when told you discriminated twice, uh, the group only found that you discriminated once. Have at it. I'm willing to accept every word in that report. I have not heard from anyone in the administration saying they're willing to accept every word of that report. So that's the point here. I'm willing to accept it all, all five and three quarter pages on the issue of a guest lecture and the three lines on the constitutional law class. Where is the statement from the law school? Where is the statement from the university? Yeah, well, they're not going to make any, but they're going to have to do something because, uh, like I said, when I was called by this gentleman to be on the air, the bottom line was that story has gone from being a local story about the Bowen School Law to being a national story about the Bowen School of Law. That's not good. Let me give you, by the way, Dave, a little bit more context. Uh, when the, this, uh, the, these posers were like, well, there was a dispute as to the rules. I have been teaching for nearly 20 years. Every year uh, I take off uh, at maximum three days a year okay. for Jewish holidays. I got, I, got you, not, I got you to hold, you got to hold your thought. Yeah, I got to get to the news yeah. and then we'll come back yeah. and we'll continue this discussion. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. We'll get right back to uh, Robert Steinbach. Let him pick up where he was talking about this uh, case of of uh, discrimination happening at the Bowen School of Law. But first, let me tell you about if you're looking for a security system for your home or for your business, let me give you the guy to talk to and the company to have it come out and do this work for you. Billy Mack is the owner of ICU. That's the letter I, the letter C, and the letter U. ICU Protection, LLC. And uh, he's been doing this since the 90s. He knows what he's doing. He doesn't put, uh, you know, low uh, rent crap in your house. He, he, I mean, he puts he puts uh, cameras that are 1080p. They give you a clear picture so you can identify who the people might be that broke into your home or your business. Not like watching those fuzzy pictures that you see on A&E and things of that nature. No, this is uh, number one quality for you. And they're very, very good. And then here's the real kicker on this. For all of the different things they put on your windows and your doors and the cameras and all, you don't pay for any of that hardware. Not a penny. It's pay for the service, not the hardware. Service starts at about $40 a month. And all the hardware is absolutely free uh, to you. Uh, you're going to kind of, it's like kind of leasing it is what it really is like. So what you need to do is call Billy Mack and his team at ICU Protection LLC. 501-205-1333. 501-205-1333. Find out about uh, how they have their analytics where you get true detection, you'll know if it's a, a person, an animal, or a car, or if it's the wind that's setting off your alarm. He'll talk to you about a digital uh, trip line that they have. They are on the cusp, the cutting edge of technology for whether it's your home or your business for alarm, security, and monitoring. The number again, 501 205 13 
33. All right, Robert, let's get back to you. As you were saying, you go ahead and pick it up. Yeah, you, you know, the, the, this, uh, the poser's letter in the paper the other day said, well, this was really just a dispute as to the application of a particular rule, by the way, which is plain, simple, and straightforward. So it's like saying uh, the rule is the equivalent of saying you're supposed to stop at a stop sign. There's, real, there's no ambiguity at all. But in any event, this is a dispute, they say, about the application of the rule regarding having a guest lecturer when you're out. Really? Well, here's the context in which it occurred. <clears throat> Three weeks or so after the school was rebuked for uh, trying to secretly rename an endowed professorship after Slick Willie Clinton, uh, and the school had to uh, uh, reverse course. In fact, the chancellor wrote a very good letter to uh, Jason Rapert, the chairman of the Senate Oversight Committee, saying that the dean's uh, unilateral decision without input from faculty to add uh, Slick Willie's name to that position is being undone because it's unsupported by the facts. Uh, And I had made an issue of that when I found out about it from a colleague of mine uh, um, a short time before. Uh, who he initially raised the issue of it. So a few weeks later, the dean all of a sudden uh, uh, contacted me and said that why was I out from class? And of course, the reason was for the Jewish uh, holy days. uh, And therefore, I have to fill out a form that I've never had to fill out before. Okay, so be it. I fill out the form uh, requesting permission to do, amongst other things, what I had always done, which is have a guest lecture. And at the same time, uh, given that I had never gone through this formal process before, Uh, I said, by the way, I also have permission uh, not to work on the Jewish Sabbath, which, as you know, Dave, is Friday night to Saturday night. Now, nothing really happens at work uh, um, uh, Friday night to Saturday night, but nonetheless, sometimes there's these sort of special events. I said, well, I can't uh, um, come to work on those events because it's my Sabbath. Uh, And so I put that in the form as well, and initially – the dean turned that down, too, saying, well, I think you need to ask for this each time it comes up. I can't give you a blanket exemption. Well, guess what? My religion gives me a blanket exemption. I don't work on the Sabbath, period. End of discussion. And she said, no. Then, as this process developed, she relented on that and said, okay, Uh, you can have the Sabbath off. So that never went to the grievance process because she relented. But to these posers, they say, well, it's really about this one little thing. Didn't start that way. Were you aware of those facts? Or are you continuing to to, uh, sort of uh, make up statements without having a sufficient knowledge of what actually happened? But Robert, here's the key. It's one little thing if you're not Jewish. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I just find it so remarkable that you get these posers coming in there and saying, we're part of the Jewish legal community. Wait, what? Are you Jewish? No. Wait, what? You're part of the Jewish legal community? Yeah, well, we know Jews. Or we're married to Jews. (laughs) Or we're friends with Jews. Wait, what? That don't make you part of the Jewish legal community. Sorry, it don't work that way. Yeah, I gotcha. is a religion. Yep. You're Are a, you a member of the religion? Were you born into the religion, or did you convert into the religion? If the answer is no to both of those, you ain't Jewish. Period. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I just don't understand why the dean had such a 
a hard time understanding this, and she had to have a story break about it that was a local story. You tried to figure out, hey, how can we get this taken care of so that all parties are happy, and she wouldn't do anything. In fact, she kind of doubled down, and now she finds herself in a national story, and that national story is going to name the Bowen School Law as being discriminatory. Well, Dave, you raised an interesting point that you raised yesterday uh, with Rob Garson, the president of the American Association of Jewish Lawyers and Jurists. And that is, <clears throat> I didn't raise this. You raised it with me. Other press That's raised right. it with me when they heard about this story. Now, does it matter? I don't think it matters. Let's say I had called you up, which I didn't, and said, Dave, we need to put this on the air. And you would say, well, okay. But no, you said, Rob, I heard about this. I need to put it on the air because I'm a journalist. Why do I mention all that? Because these posers in that letter had the temerity to say, well, uh, Steinbuck spoke about this in the press. I am the state's expert on transparency, and these uh, bureau hacks are complaining about public transparency and that I'm involved in public transparency? Really? Uh, is that seriously the claim? Are you making that claim with a straight face talking about transparency at a public institution where, say, the dean makes a quarter of a million dollars and the, the, the school operates on millions of dollars of public money? By the way, tuition is public money as well uh, because it's raised by a public institution. So millions of dollars are operating a public institution, and we shouldn't have transparency because these posers don't like the result. A colleague of mine pointed out uh, that the, um, the bad press uh, is not a function of me or anybody else bringing it up to the press. The bad press is a function of the bad actions That's that right. made the press. Yeah, That's that, how bad press works. I wouldn't have. You don't blame the press. I wouldn't you have gotten. The bad I actions. wouldn't have gotten in contact with you if the 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 dean of the school hadn't done the things that she did. She went against precedents that was already uh, going in effect. You had been allowed to to take the, that time off and have a guest speaker, and then other. Professors were getting the opportunity to have guest speakers, and you weren't. And, of course, the first thing goes to me is, why are they picking on Jewish holidays? That's the first. And everybody knows that I have the Bible guys on and how I feel about, uh, you know, Hebraic uh, Christianity and things of that nature. So, of course, it got my ear, and it made me want to do, do something about it and get some clarification. So I ask you if you talk about it. Well, at the school, at this very time, at my law school, we are circulating an internal document, a planning document for the future. And one of the elements, if not more than one, but at least one of the elements in that internal, I mean, it's a public record, but it's internal, meaning we discuss it amongst ourselves, <clears throat> is the need for what's called implicit bias training. And so what's implicit bias training? It's a, it's a new terminology, relatively new terminology, and it deals with this notion that people can discriminate without knowing that they're discriminating. So those posers that wrote the letter say, well, we don't think that the dean in her heart 
has a discriminatory motive. I never said she did or didn't. I don't know. I don't have the, the heart to English uh, translator, so to speak. I don't know what's going in, uh, inside, on inside the dean's head or heart or anybody else's. I know the actions that were taken. And implicit, implicit bias training says we're not concerned about what's in your heart because you can believe that you're doing the right thing and still do the wrong thing. And so we want to train you in that. So this is a document embraced and discussed and, and uh, uh, um, sent around amongst the faculty. And yet this, these posers that write this letter write as if this notion doesn't exist. Wait, she didn't mean to do anything bad, they said. Okay, who said she did? We're talking about actions. And we're talking about actions, whether they are motiv- motivated by direct hate, that's a type of discrimination, or not so. That's, that's right. implicit bias. Yeah. Either way, guess what? you got to fix the behavior. Yeah, and let me expand on this a little bit. If this had been a Christian who had done this, and because they wanted to not have to uh, be uh, at school on Good Friday, I think they should be able to have a guest lecturer. If there's a if there's a Muslim and uh, it's during Ramadan, I think that they should be able to have a guest lecture. It's not like the, the kids are not be, or the young men and women who are because they're not kids uh, when yeah, they get to adults. the law school. They're, they're and and the bottom line is you should reflect that you understand that this is a a, a religious holiday for them. I I don't think there's anything wrong with that. If I own this radio station. I would give Christians off on Good Friday. I would give folks like uh, the Jewish holidays and uh, Yom Kippur and things of that nature. You'd get that time off. It'd be no big deal with me. I just don't understand why this dean is doing what she's doing. It doesn't make any sense to me because surely she understands that religion plays a major part in, in students' lives. Well, it's interesting you point that out, Dave. Uh, The school also has been discussing, I think there was a tweet on this, uh, about cultural awareness, and that's a good thing. And every time a Jewish holiday comes up, I mention to my classes that I'll be uh, observing the Jewish holiday. And I point out not that it's not done to proselytize. Incidentally, Judaism is a religion that doesn't proselytize. That's not a compliment or an insult. It's just a description. It's it's a non-proselytizing religion based on uh, the fact that Judaism uh, says that certain obligations uh, were mandated on Jews that were not mandated on other people. So that's why it doesn't proselytize, because it says that these obligations were set aside uh, for Jews. Uh, uh, And in any event, so I share that with my class. Uh, not that part, but the part that the Jewish holidays are coming up, so they understand, so that they're aware, so they're culturally aware, particularly in a state like Arkansas that has a relatively low Jewish population. So uh, my students might not be as aware as if, say, they lived in New York. I think New York has the highest population of Jews in the country. Uh, And so I want to educate them on that. Uh, And one way to educate them 
is to embody uh, the behavior that demonstrates the existence uh, and the observance of the religion, meaning taking off. And so if I have a guest lecture, it sets up that contrast that indeed I'm observing the religion. If I merely reschedule the class, it would not create the same uh, obviousness uh, and the same cultural awareness. So there are. So you, 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 what you're saying is you use it as a teaching moment. Indeed. Indeed. And that's what it should be. Right. Uh, and so the, the value, uh, I mean, I can't even list all the values of the way I handle this. Uh, I have a local uh, federal judge, to be clear, but a guy who lives locally cover my classes. Now, a federal judge, these students are going to appear before this federal judge if they go to court. So isn't it good to get familiarity with him beforehand uh, for both directions? The judge learns uh, the students and soon-to-be lawyers. The students, soon-to-be lawyers, learn the judge. Maybe some of them will apply for a job with the judge. It's win, win, win. All right. Well, bottom line is they should not have said you couldn't have a guest speaker in because you had a high uh, Jew holiday uh, available to you and that you were going to observe it. It had happened in the past, suddenly out of nowhere, and without any uh, information to you, they changed it. So, uh, I'll, you know, something new comes up about this, Robert. I want you to 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 bring it to us, okay? I want to talk about it, and uh, I'll try and I'll give a call over to the school and see if I can get the dean on to come on and explain why she did what she did i'd like to hear her explanation about it we got to get a break in let's do that and then we'll come back and finish up the last few moments looks like uh chris corbett may have lost at the blackjack table last night doesn't want to talk to us but maybe he'll call in the last half hour we'll find out so dave ellswick show uh chris is out in vegas right now at a, a big conference that's going on out there uh, he's probably snoring right now because they are uh, an hour behind us. So keep that in mind. All right, it's Dave Elswick show. Uh, don't forget about PI Roofing. They're coming out to my house on Monday. Uh, I got uh, uh, I had a leak. I think I've told you the story a million times. Don't belabor the point. But the folks at DirecTV uh, didn't fill some holes for uh, an antenna they put on my my roof and uh, water got into my house and it stained the the roof uh in my bedroom and now i'm looking at it and it looks like uh some of the paper on the drywall starting to peel so i want them to look at it and then find out what it's going to take to repair it and uh, go from there and they're going to be out at about uh, two o'clock on monday afternoon to take care of it for me and they'll do the same for you if you got something that needs to be fixed because of a leak they can do that as well. But the best way to do is to get them out to your house before you get a leak. Let them look at your roof and, and be uh, be sure about what's going on with uh, you know how good your roof is doing its job. That's uh, PI Roofing, uh, 303, 307-3551. That's 707-3551 or on the internet at com. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. By the way, if uh, you listen to Michael Harrison's uh, podcast uh, from Talkers Magazine, a lot of people do, uh, I'm on it with him uh, this Saturday. Uh, His last question to me was a fun one when he said, if you were sitting across the table 
uh, from President Biden, what would you tell him about Russia? And uh, I looked at, or I was talking to Michael, and I said, I'd tell him what President Reagan would have said. Peace through strength. Not through, you know, financial manipulation. Peace through strength. That's what you need to know. All right. It's Dave Ellswick Show. We're we're got about four minutes remaining with you. Robert Steinbach's here. He's a law professor at uh, the Bowen School of Law. His opinions are his and his alone. And then uh, Chris Corbett uh, said he was going to try to make it today. He's in Vegas. I can understand if he doesn't call in. Uh, right now, uh, there it is, uh, 5.56. And so, uh, you know, it's a, it's earlier. Let's just put it that way. And I, I got a great picture from him. He was sitting in Denny's there in Vegas. And if you've been to Vegas, you know where he's at because it's right there on the strip. And uh, it, I want a coffee cup like that, Denny's Vegas. That's what I want. I want one of those big old coffee cups that he had. But uh, so I'll, I'll text him today and tell him bring one so I can put it here on my desk. Anyway, Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, let me ask you, Robert, your, your thoughts about uh, what uh, the, the president has been saying about uh, about Russia. And then next hour, I've got a clip. I mentioned this yesterday. I got a clip uh, of, of uh, Gerald Ford when he was running for president uh, against Jimmy Carter and how he blew up his campaign when he talked about uh, the Warsaw Pact nations under the Soviet Union and Poland in particular. But your thoughts about... Uh, your whole thought about uh, what's going on with the president on this. Well, the president's press conference dealing with this and other issues uh, just show how out of touch he is, where he essentially gave license to the Russians to invade Ukraine. We might as well call Biden Chamberlain. Of course, you remember your history well, that Chamberlain was the prime minister of England before the beginning of World War II, and he, quote, negotiated, end quote, with Hitler by turning over uh, the other, basically, Czechoslovakia to the Nazis, uh, even though the the Czechs were not involved in the discussion. And as a a consequence... Uh, World War II began uh, and uh, here Biden uh, his lack of coherence uh, gives license uh, to the Russians to invade Ukraine it's tragic absolutely tragic yeah I uh, I agree with you we got to get news let's do that I'll have you back on after the news and uh, I'll play Gerald Ford and how you know he already had problems because he had he had pardoned Richard Nixon. But then he said this about the Warsaw Pact nations, and I'll play it for you when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. A little history lesson for you here on the show early on a Friday morning.
Well, here we are on a Friday. Gotta love that. Last day of the week. Already planning for the shows next week. We'll have Senator Bozeman in on Wednesday in studio at 7.30. Mark that on your calendar. Hopefully, this whole thing about Russia will be in our rearview mirror, but I have a funny feeling that's not going to be the case. I'm just wondering when they're going to roll into Ukraine, and then the president's going to have a real problem on his hands. So, anyway, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit more here in just a moment. I woke up today. The first thing that I always do is I go in, a pour a cup of coffee. I sit down, and uh, Fox and Friends, are, uh, early friends, are on, and I turn it on to just catch up on what happened overnight that I didn't know happened because I just woke up. So I got to break my uh, media fast and, uh, and find out what's happening as far as media is concerned. And the first thing I hear this morning is that uh, Meatloaf had died overnight. Uh, at the age of 74 uh no no reason for his death is given uh it must have been a long-standing health problem because his wife was at his side his children were at his side uh when he passed so uh, if you hadn't heard that yet meatloaf has uh, has died and um, will no longer get that that live version of uh, that great voice that uh, that he had and he had been ill for quite some time so he's an asthmatic and some other things and uh it's just a sad day for me because i i'm a big rock and roller i like rock and roll music and uh, meatloaf was one of my favorite favorite uh performers ted nugent is one of my all-time favorite performers i've gotten to know ted over the years and uh it I got and the reason that happened was when I was in the Air Force, uh, we wanted to do a show with him. We used to go out and, and interview rock and roll stars and movie stars and all kinds of things. And then we would put uh, retention spots, you know, sign up and and be part of the Air Force for another four or six years. And we would put that in the in the commercial breaks. And uh, we wanted to do Ted and Ted was going to be close by he was going to be in houston and we had we we're going to drive down and do several different groups while we were in houston we were doing santana sticks and joan jet and then we wanted to get ted too and we were get, tried to get it all set up and he says he, he goes sergeant ellswick i'll i'll do it but you got to do something for me and i said what's that he says i want you to get me a ride on an f-16 well guess what i was in the pa office that's stuff that we can do. <laughs> so I got I got Nugent a ride in F sixteen, and and my part of it was also that he he did a radio interview and that he did a television spot for American Forces Television that we could play of him saying you know you need to stay in the Air Force and and uh, re up and stuff and it did did its job. We could we could we could follow the the different people that went in and, and talked to uh, the recruitment people and uh, extended the tour or whatever. So that was great. And, and, and 
I see him from time to time. And when I do, he doesn't call me Dave. He calls me Sarge. That's what he calls me because that's what I was when I first met him. So anyway, and when, you know, he's, he's getting long in the tooth too, but he, he does, he's pretty good about staying healthy. He really does. He doesn't do drugs. He doesn't drink. Um, and, uh, th- that's a good thing. All right, back with you. We've got uh, we got Robert Steinbach on with us because Robert is a law professor at the Bowen School of Law. His opinions are his are his alone, and uh, he's on uh, online with us today. Next week, we hope to have Chris Corbett back with us as well. Uh, he is a practicing attorney, as is Robert, by the way, a practicing attorney here in uh, Central Arkansas, and uh, uh, Chris has his office over in. Uh, the Conway area but he's not here right now he's out in Vegas he's at an engineers uh, conference and because he's a big he's an engineer that's that's what his claim to fame is as far as that uh, that goes all right so good to have you, know, you back Chris with and us. I actually share an office uh, through, uh, in Conway and to, you know it's it's, it's quasi virtual uh, but Chris and I are law partners on specific cases in other words he'll take private cases and so will i but then we partner up and as you know chris is also running for house district uh, 55 right. up there in conway and so uh he's got a lot on his plate yeah he'll be coming back on and we'll we'll talk with him specifically about about that as we get a little closer when everybody's got to put their money down which is february 22nd i'll be live over at the rotunda of the uh, state capitol where uh they'll have that and i'll do the first day live on the show uh i'll be uh, doing my morning show and then i'll be joining you uh in the afternoon at noon uh from over at the rotunda we'll get some different people on that are there and putting their money down because hey you know what paying those putting those checks down not cheap for instance if you're going to run for if you're going to run for being senator of uh, Arkansas, you're going to have to put up $20,000, and that's non-refundable, just so everybody knows. It's it's not a you, – you, you've got to be sure in your own mind that you want to pay, you know, five, six, seven thousand dollars $7,000 just for a, uh, a smaller you know, office to run for or, you know, twenty and above to, to run for a, a major office here as a republican in the state of arkansas so that's just something to think about so we'll be covering all that this is going to be where you want to come to keep up on election 2022 because we're going to we're going to sell out on it by that i mean we're going to be all over it we're going to be talking about it constantly on the air the rate the the bell hasn't gone off yet uh for the race to really begin I mean, the horses are parading past you uh, down the, you know, the, the the stretch. And like if you're over at Oaklawn right now and you're going, boy, that 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 gray mare looks really good. But then they finish last. No, I'm just I'm just saying that you, you get to take a look at the horses in the race. Uh, and as they get around uh, here about the first uh, or second week of February, they'll be behind the starting gate and they'll be kind of. Uh, prancing around and they'll be looking at polling numbers and stuff and then they'll force them in the starting gate and that's when they got to put the money down that is the important do you want to do it are you getting money right now 
that's going to see you through the campaign, through the primary and then through the general campaign as well. So that's something to keep in mind, and we're going to be talking about all of that here on the, the Dave Ellswick Show. But Robert is with us. Uh, we talked a little bit about Russia. I wanted to give you a little lesson because I talked about this yesterday. I was talking about Gerald Ford when he was president. You remember, he was made president after Nixon resigned. Gerald Ford became president, I think, what, 48, something like that, I forget what number he was. And uh, they had the presidential debates. Jimmy Carter was running for the Democrats. And they got talking about Eastern Europe and uh, the Warsaw Pact nations. And, uh, well, the, the president was asked a question about the Soviet influence in the Warsaw Pact. And he had already, he had already uh, pardoned Richard Nixon. That was going to cause him some problems. But then he made a major gaffe in a presidential debate. Listen to the reporter uh, in this because he restates the question because he's wondering if the president didn't understand and he did i don't know what ford was thinking he knew better in in his answer he tried to go back and correct it after the debate but the damage was done just like the damage was done by what president biden said the other day about a minor inc- excursion by the soviets that was a major faux pas Uh, by the President of the United States. But here's Gerald Ford. There is no Soviet domination of Eastern Europe, and there never will be under a Ford administration. Uh, I'm sorry, could I just follow? Did I understand you to say, sir, that the Russians are not using Eastern Europe as their own sphere of influence and occupying most of the countries there and, and and making sure with their troops that it's a that it's a communist zone whereas on our side of the line the italians and the french are still flirting with i don't believe uh, mr frankel that uh, the yugoslavians consider themselves dominated by the soviet union i don't believe that the romanians consider themselves dominated by the soviet union i don't believe that the poles consider themselves dominated by the soviet union each of those countries is independent, autonomous. It has its own territorial integrity. And the United States does not concede that those countries are under the domination of the Soviet Union. As a matter of fact, I visited Poland, uh, Yugoslavia, and Romania to make certain that the people of those countries understood that the President of the United States and the people of the United States are dedicated to their independence, their autonomy, and their freedom. Wow. What a total idiotic statement. Of course they Delusional. were. Yeah, they were dominated by the Soviet Union at the time. I mean, we had to wait for uh, Vlek uh, Lewinza from uh, Poland before they started getting ready to pull out from uh, under the Soviet domination. We all met, remember what happened to Tito. It, it, it's just incredible incredible that he said that and i don't know why he doubled down on it like he did the the reporter gave him an opportunity for him to say oh i misspoke myself and he didn't take it that's just the most craziest thing i ever saw i remember when he said those things i remember what my father said i'll never vote for him (laughs) that's what that's what he said he didn't vote for carter either but the bottom line was 
he was not going to vote for Gerald Ford at that time. So what you say in those press conferences and those debates, uh, they're very, very important. All right, Robert, I'll be right back with you. We've got to get a quick break in, and we'll come back and finish up our time together this morning on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about Pat Davis. He'll take good care of you on your health insurance. He can save you 30 to 50%. Now, I want you to ask him two important questions when you talk to him. Ask him about, what's this about no copays? You'll have no copays. You may be having copays now. You may have copays on on when you go see the doctor. You may have copays when you go to uh, the uh, urgent care clinic or even the hospital. No copays with Pat Davis. The other thing, ask him about deductible busters. That's important as well deductible busters and let him explain how that works as well he knows what he's doing he's going to save you money you've got to call him that's pat davis 501-605-6935 501-605-6935 or on the internet at your health plan man that's one word your health plan man.com I didn't know if you saw this or not, uh, uh, Robert, but M&Ms are getting a new look so that they'll be more inclusive. Or they're going to have an inclusive orange. Inclusive of what? <laughs> I, I, thought, I said the same thing. I looked at the, the television and said the exact same thing when they, they made the, the statement about it. And they're getting this new, this new look uh, to create a world where everybody feels they belong and society is inclusive. And one personified candy at a time. Uh, so here's what they're doing. The brand announced its multi-pronged approach to creating this world. And it apparently starts with makeovers for each of the colorful M&M characters that star in the brand's popular commercials, the candy company decided to give each of the six characters a fresh, modern uh, take All right, on their traditional look, make them more nuanced uh, with their personalities to underscore the importance of self-expression and power of community through storytelling. Uh, the blink-or-you'll-miss-it design changes are kind of like looking at one of those can you spot the difference uh, pictures? And they're not immediately noticeable, but, but uh, upon closer inspection, there are a few noticeable differences. The biggest and perhaps most controversial change is that the green M&M, who typically sports her signature white go-go boots, has stepped into a pair of cool laid-back sneakers to reflect her effortless confidence. Uh, Brown, the other female character, has also slipped into something a little more comfy. Uh, block heels instead of her signature stilettos. She and the green M&M will also have a more friendly relationship than they previously had to, together throwing shine and not shade. And uh, online people are having a field day with this. Uh, joking about the idea of these arbitrary character changes creating a more inclusive society. Look. If you want to be inclusive, eat chocolate. <laughs> that's that's what you do. I mean, I just it's I just find it to think that that's going to sell more M and M's is amazing to me. But hey, this is what Mars is doing. I think their idea came from Mars, but 
That's what they're doing. Isn't that fantastic? More woke companies. I still don't understand what makes it more inclusive. You're more inclusive if you wear sneakers versus boots. That more inclusive of what? Yeah, it's supposed to I show. Don't even understand. It's supposed to show that you're not. I guess that you're not depending upon your sexuality uh, for your power. You know, you got sneakers on now, not the Nancy Sinatra go-go boots. Because the go-go boots are somehow more sexualized than sneakers. Yes. I see. Okay. Uh, I, I, I didn't realize. I mean, you got to really. I didn't realize that footwear works that way. Well, let me just ask you. I mean, I pick up a family-sized bag of M and M's. I'm mm-hmm. not. I'm not thinking about what the colors are symbolizing. In fact, I, to be honest, I thought the green ones you didn't need them because that meant they make you pregnant. I haven't heard that one. Yeah, when I was younger, uh, the girls wouldn't eat the green ones because they said that would make them pregnant. Of course, it didn't. We all know that, but that was the joke. So anyway, uh, how I wonder what Van Halen thinks about this. I mean, they're going to go back on tour. Are, are they going to get rid of the brown M&Ms like they did when they were on tour and stuff? Uh, from, from, you Why know, did they get rid of the brown M&Ms? Because they, they could. Because they could. They were such a mega group that... They, you know, they have those riders uh, attached to the contracts of you won't serve this, you won't serve that in the in the dressing rooms and stuff. And one of theirs was you had to remove all the brown M and M's out of the M and M's if they were on uh, there for them to eat, and they expected that there would be M and M's. That was their favorite candy. There was some, I think it was on a TV show, some character who said he or she preferred the brown ones because since it's chocolate, it, it struck that person that the brown ones had less food coloring in it because chocolate's <laughs> already brown. So those are the better ones. I have no idea. All I, I just read this story and saw it, and I got a good laugh out of it early this morning when I saw it. You know, they want, M&M's wants you to know that they're, they're more inclusive. And then like the writer said in the article, you got to really look at it to see the differences. It's one of those. Can you, you remember those pictures? They used to put them in the comic uh, page and said, find the differences. And you'd sit there yeah. with your pencil, your pen, and you'd circle right. the differences. That's kind of what this is, sort of. It's amazing is what it is. <laughs> But they got us talking about it. Yeah. So maybe, maybe they. I'm mentioning M and M's on the air. I mention M and M's on the air because it's one of my favorite candies. I mean, it really, mm-hmm. they really are. They because they melt in your hand, or melt melt in your hand, your mouth, and not in your hand. I mean, that's important. This is important, especially when you're younger. You know, you're holding your candy and it's melting there. Uh, my favorite candy, I don't know if they even make it anymore. You might remember these. They they typically, when they sold them, uh, they were at uh, gas stations or, you know, the, the little markets that gas stations have, and they were called, are you ready for this, ice cubes. Do you remember those? The chocolate, right? Yes. My mother used to buy me those, and she said it was a very special chocolate, and it was. And I don't know exactly what was different about it, they but whip, it was remarkable. They whipped more air into it. Is that what it was? Yeah, and it, it made it really smooth, and it was it was delish, man. I love those things. I don't know if you can still get them or not. I'll have to Google. Now I'll be Googling after I get off the air to see if I can mm-hmm. buy ice cubes somewhere. Hey, we're out of time, brother. It's always fun to have you on. Thanks for bringing us up to date on everything that's going on over there at the Bowen School of Law. 
you're fighting a good fight. Keep fighting it. And uh, in the end, you're going to win out completely. I have uh, all the faith in the world uh, on you. I'll see you next uh, next Friday if I don't see you before then. We just never know what Biden's going to say that I got to have you on to to tell me that I didn't hear wrong. Indeed. Well, thanks for asking about all the issues, and thanks, uh, and I'll see you next week. Okay, brother. You have a good one. Talk to you later. All right. Of course, Robert Steinbach here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Chris Corbett will be back next week uh, as well. And then I will be back with you tomorrow morning at uh, 9 o'clock with the uh, car and truck doctors. But next half hour with, of course, Matt Smith and movies. All right. Matt's in the on-deck circle. He'll be in the batter's box in just a moment. Let me remind you about David Lucas Financial. If you're concerned about out-of-control government spending, soaring inflation, political unrest, and the rapid decline of the U.S. dollar, uh, then uh, you're right in with a whole group of people who are concerned about those exact same things and are investing in silver and gold to protect their nest eggs. And uh, you don't want to let 1970s-style inflation destroy your retirement. And uh, David Lucas Financial understands that, and they'll help you learn how silver and gold could help you protect your assets, your IRA, your 401K, and your hard-earned savings just by calling 501-222-3315. the folks at David Lucas Financial works with one of the only regulated and licensed national wholesalers in the country. So you get direct prices from a dealer you can trust. To learn more about buying silver and gold, give them a call, 501-222-3315. That's 501-222-3315. Investment advisory services are offered through David Lucas Financial and Arkansas Registered Investment advisor all right so last week the new scream movie came out and uh it has done very well at the box office matt smith is here with us he takes care of all of the uh uh you know cinema vip cinemas in central arkansas hot springs right here in little rock in cabot up in searcy and over in batesville and uh they thought it would do about 33 million dollars it did well above that uh, for its first weekend, which means that we'll probably see another scream before it's over with. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the franchise has been taken over by Spyglass Productions. They bought the rights from the Weinstein Company when it folded and they went into bankruptcy. And then Spyglass Productions has done a distribution deal with Paramount. Uh, so you're talking about a major distributor behind that franchise now. Uh I see more of those films. I think it's done well. It certainly fits in with the canon. And again, I say the first one and this one are the best. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah, I I agree wholeheartedly with you. Uh, They were surprised that it did so well. We'll see how it withholds in its second week in in release. It will be interesting to see whether it holds on to the number one spot or Spider-Man comes back to reclaim the number one spot this weekend because really not a whole lot of uh, big movies coming out this weekend. Yeah, uh, you know, we've got a couple of new releases this weekend. We have The King's Daughter with Piers Brosnan. 
that is brand new this weekend, and um, it is PG, uh, really a film that's good for the whole family. You can take anyone to this. Uh, he plays the king, King Louis, uh, Benjamin Walker, Julie Andrews, uh, Fan Bingbing, William Hurt, uh, Rachel Griffin's also in the film. Um, king Louis's quest for immortality leads him to capture and steal a mermaid's life force, a move that is further complicated by his daughter's discovery of the creature. PG, good for the whole family, kind of a kind of a fantasy uh, built around King Louis. Uh, Pierce Brosnan is back on the big screen. That's new uh, this weekend. And then also new this weekend is uh, Redeeming Love. And <clears throat> that film uh, is from uh, Universal Studios. It is PG-13. It's based on the best-selling novel by Francine Rivers. It's a powerful story of re- relentless love and perseverance as a young couple's relationship clashes with the harsh realities of the California Gold Rush of 1850. A life-changing story of the power of unconditional love. And this is somewhat of a faith-based picture. And um, had, had a nice turnout for Redeeming Love last night. People Good. have been looking for this. And, yeah, you know, there's there's a book. There's a book, a book that this is based on. So those are the two new ones for this weekend. All right. So keep in mind. Uh, they've got a couple of pretty good movies, family movies coming out this weekend that kids might uh, enjoy. Is the um, the movie still out there about uh, the football player? Yes, we are still playing American Underdog. That is on at all locations. PG, Kurt Warner's story, goes from sacking groceries to winning the Super Bowl. Really a cool film. Good for the whole family. Uh, also another film that's lo- loosely faith-based. And, of course, as you mentioned, Scream, number excuse me, number one at the box office, that's still on the big screen. Of course, Spider-Man No Way Home, uh, moving into the third uh, biggest movie of all time domestically, and uh, I think it's about number six worldwide now. It just keeps selling tickets. People keep coming out for that. Uh, We're still playing Encanto from Walt Disney Films for the kids, PG. Uh, Scene 2, PG, still playing uh, at all of the theaters. And, of course, um, The Kingsman. Great movie. That's the prequel. Uh, that's the origin story of that franchise. Uh, Matrix Resurrection still on the screen. Good movie. Course, yes, yes. And, of course, at Little Rock, uh, we are playing Licorice Pizza. We are still playing A Journal for Jordan. And, of course, we have uh, Nightmare Alley with Bradley Cooper. Um, starting next Friday, the 28th, we've got um, a special thing coming up called Nightmare Alley Vision in Darkness and Light. And this is the movie in black and white. Oh, wow. Like the old movie that it was based on with Tyrone Power. Yes, uh, it is definitely uh, an experience in the classic film noir style of black and white. Uh, We'll be playing that for a limited time. Uh, They shot the film in black and white as they shot as they shot the entire movie. It is uh, it's beautiful. And of course, uh, Bradley Cooper, Kate Blanchett, Tony Collette, Rooney Mara. Richard Jenkins, Ron Perlman, Star. Um, tickets on sale at Riverdale10.com, and I can just highly, highly recommend this film. It is um, such a great film, such a contender for so many awards that are out there uh, right now. It's just um, spot on, perfect. I, I, you know, I don't know how um, you can beat this movie. It is definitely one of my favorite films from 2021. I've just got to. Um, recommend that you see that you, okay you, you just 
got you've got to catch you've got to catch Nightmare Alley. Hey, let me um, let me ask you a question. Are you like me? Yeah. I still like to see movies that are shot in black and white that the cinematographer knew what he was doing and uh the black and white is is really crisp it just gives something extra to the movies yes i mean yes for certain films no doubt about it i do agree it is appropriate for certain films now nightmare alley is a winner of one of the top 10 films of the year from the national board of review Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, I mean, it is, um, it, it is, it is that good. I mean, I can't even begin to tell you everything. I guess I can everything that this movie is nominated for, you know, right. um, the, the, uh, American film Institute has placed it as a top 10 film of the year. Okay. Right. Um, it is nominated for, uh, outstanding supporting visual effects, for the Visual Effects Society. It's nominated for that. The Screen Actor Guild Awards nominee for Best Supporting Actress for Kate Blanchett. Uh, it's got eight Critic Choice Awards, including Best Picture and uh, Best Director for Del Toro. Um, it, is, it is just a, a tremendous movie. Um, you know, you, you need to get out. Obviously, we're playing it right now, but we're going to have that cool black and white version um starting on the 28th and there's uh there's about oh probably 5000 theaters in the US and uh 50 of them are going to play this black and white version of the film and of course we're one of those 50 there at, at oh, Riverdale very Center. cool good job you're always ahead of the curve Matt that's what I love about you let's take a quick break and we'll come back Jackass the movie another one coming out next weekend and we'll talk about that and then a movie that i'm really looking forward to and i'll tell you what it is when we return here on the dave ellswick show as you know i like sci-fi big sci-fi movie coming up next weekend don't forget about east end towing they understand situations they know how to handle those situations and they will do so for you all you have to do is you find yourself on the side of the road have a flat tire that you need to have changed. You're uh, pulling your boat or you're pulling your, your camper and something goes wrong. East End Towing can come to your rescue. Give them a call. 501-888-8849. That's 501-888-8849. No matter the situation, East End Towing can handle it. And they've got all the answers. 501 888 49. All right, back with Matt uh, Smith. He is the owner and operator of all the VIP cinemas here in Central Arkansas and the Riverdale 10. Of course, uh, you go to uh, Riverdale10.com. You can find what's playing at all of his theaters. That's in Searcy, Cabot, Hot Springs, and of course, the Oaks up in in Batesville as well and uh, it's a different kind of movie going experience because they got good food at a reasonable price they got alcoholic beverages if you want a beer or a glass of wine and want to go watch a movie you can get that as well and then they've got those great reclining seats that you get yourself real comfortable in and like Zach my old producer used to do he'd go see a movie and he'd fall asleep in the movie because he was so comfortable in those recliners you remember those stories that we heard from zach uh, matt 
Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so um, I tell you, I tell you what, we were uh, we were 22 years ahead of uh, New York City because um, I got the first alcohol permit for a movie theater in Arkansas 22 years ago. They just approved yesterday alcohol sales in movie theater auditoriums in New York City. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. on that one issue right there, thank God for New York City. Yeah. We were in front of them on that here in Arkansas. Yeah, well, they're trying to get people to come in with masks on to watch the movies. That's kind of stupid if you ask me. But anyway, it's New York. What can I say? It's it's New York City. Hey, look. You need a card. You need a card to go into a restaurant, but not a card to vote in New York. That's right. You got to show you got to show your vaccination status and you got to show a picture ID to prove that that's your card. You got to do that to go to a go see a movie or go to Broadway or anything. It's ridiculous, but not, but not to vote. That's right. No, we want we want every, you know, illegal Democrat to vote that can. Anyway, <laughs> I, I say that with all love. I grew up outside of Chicago. I know about cheating. Believe me, I know about all the cheating that goes on uh, at elections, for instance, in, in Cook County in Illinois. All right. So let's move on. You got okay. a gr- got a great movie next week. I'm really looking forward to this. Um, and I like, I'm a Halle Berry fan. I like her. I think that she's a talented actress. Patrick Wilson from the Aquaman series is in this movie, as well as Michael Pena and, and some other folks. This is called Moonfall, and it's being directed by none other than Roland Emmerich. And, uh, you know, if there's one thing that Roland Emmerich knows how to do, it's to put on an extravaganza. So I'm looking forward to seeing this sci-fi movie. Moonfall PG-13, that's on February the 4th. Haley Berry's in there. Great sci-fi space action picture. You know, February is just full of a lot of great films. Of course, Jackass Forever, the last one, Johnny Knoxville, uh, that is out also on uh, February the 4th. And, you know, it's, it's, it's rated R. We have, uh, we've got three movies on February the 11th. Yeah, there's a couple good ones. Let me ask you, Liam Neeson says... I don't want to be an action hero anymore. And every time a new movie comes out with him in, in it, he's an action hero. Hey, directed by Mark Williams, it stars <laughs> Liam Neeson, Taylor John Smith, Adrian Quinn, Blacklight, PG thirteen from Briarcliff Entertainment. Uh, he plays a uh, FBI agent in this one. Uh, that is out February the eleventh. Looks good. Uh, I enjoy all of these films immensely. So I am I am ready to see. This I am film. I'm I'll go see it. And let me tell you, the guy who's directing it, Williams, that's the guy who did The Honest Thief, and that was a great movie. It really was. It really was. Also on the eleventh, Death on the Nile, PG thirteen, Kenneth Branagh, Gail Goodot. They got one woman in this one, Annette Benning, and of course Army Hammer, uh, Death on the Nile, PG thirteen. That's out February the eleventh from Twentieth Century Fox. Also on February the 11th from Universal Pictures, we have Marry Me, PG-13, a cool rom-com for Valentine's Day weekend. It's got Jennifer Lopez, Owen Wilson, Sarah Silverman, John Bradley. Marry Me is out February the 11th. So three new films that weekend. The following weekend, you've got uh, Dog from Channing Tatum. (laughs) And uh, he plays an Army Ranger uh, who is... um, 
out of the service now and is taking care of a former Ranger dog that has been in combat, PG-13. It looks uh, cool funny. Little, cool little buddy comedy film. And I tell you, the, the film that I think is the biggest, uh, biggest movie from the first quarter uh, of the year, Uncharted, mm-hmm. PG-13, Mark Wahlberg, Antonio Banderas, Tom Holland. Oh, my God. Street Smart Thief, Drake, Tom Holland, is recruited by seasoned treasure hunter, Mark Wahlberg, to recover a fortune lost by Ferdinand Magellan 500 years ago. It starts as a heist job. They become globe-trotting friends in a white-knuckle race who reach the prize before Antonio Banderas. Well, let's put it this way. If you like Sahara... You're going to really like this movie because it's going to be good. <laughs> hey, I think that is the biggest movie to be released uh, between between Christmas and Batman. I think Uncharted is uh, the biggest film. Batman is just around the corner, dude. March 4 for Batman. March it, 4. That yeah. really yeah. looks good. I, I like it when it shows in the scene in the trailer when he's beating that guy up. And he and he yeah. says, well, "What are you doing?" He says, what, "What? Who are you?" And he says, I'm "Batman." What are you doing? You I'm getting vengeance. <laughs> this you is know, the this know. is the old Bob Kane Batman. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. real yeah. Batman. Right. It'll be great. I got I got a couple other cool things to tell you about real quick. Okay, we'll, we'll have the Oscar nominated short films on February the 25th at Riverdale uh, Cinema. The Oscar nominated animated short films, the documentary short films, and the live-action short films. That starts on the 25th. And then we've got a cool horror movie that will be at all five locations February the 25th. It's called Studio 666. (laughs) And legendary rock band the Foo Fighters move into an Encino mansion steeped in grisly rock and roll history to record their much-anticipated 10th album, Once in the House, Dave Grohl finds himself grappling with supernatural forces that threaten both the completion of the album and the lives of the band. Oh, man. Everybody in the band and a bazillion, a bazillion actors and actresses make cameo appearances in this film. It is a throwback, R-rated horror flick, and it is a campy good time. That is our February 25th. It'll be at all of our locations. Uh, Well, I'll have to go see it for sure, but I got to, I got to, tell you when i first heard that patterson was going to be playing batman i thought you gotta be kidding me will he glitter uh and he does <laughs> let me just say he doesn't glitter and he looks like he has he has absorbed and channeled the batman it, it, the, the, the trailer is awesome yes yes absolutely i it's going to be huge that that is um that's really going to kick it off uh, we've got a great slate of films in February, but once you get to Batman on March 4th, it's just hit after hit after hit. March, April, May, June, July, August, all the way through the spring and summer season. What a tremendous lineup of motion pictures we have coming this year. Uh, you know, the wait is finally over. You've got everything out there from, um, you know, the new Top Gun movie, uh, you know, Mission Impossible 7, that's coming up. Uh, at, you know, uh, Morbius is uh, – April 1st, um, you know, what 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 a lineup. June has Black Phone. You know, the new Minions film is July 1st. I mean, just a lineup of massive films. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 goes April 8th. 
what a what a lineup of movies coming up. I'm looking. Um, I'm I'm look, I'm going to tell you. You're going to think I'm crazy, but I'm really looking forward to the one that's coming out uh, at the end of March. It's called The Lost City. It looks like to me a kind of remaking of Romancing the Stone, and it's got, uh, of course, uh, Tatum. Uh, Channing Tatum, and it has uh, Sandra Bullock in it. And uh, I like Sandra Bullock. I think she's a good actress. And when she's playing, you know, romantic comedies like this, she's at her best. Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, he's in it. Harry Potter himself. And let's not forget Brad Pitt. Yeah, Brad Pitt makes a a show in that movie. It looks like it's going to be, I think it's going to be really good. It's uh, directed by Adam and Aaron Nee. Uh, I'm not familiar with that directorial team, but I'm sure they've... It just sounds like Romancing the Stone. Doesn't it sound like Romancing the Stone for you? It's going to be a great film. And I mean, uh, speaking of Daniel Radcliffe, Fantastic Beasts, Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore uh, is out in April. I mean, that, 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 that picture is April 15th. I mean, once you get to March, it's just hit after hit after hit after hit from the first Friday in March all the way through the end of August. And here's what I know. You'll have them all at your VIP cinemas. Uh, Thanks so much for being with us, Matt. We'll talk next week about the classic movie and what's coming up. We've got to still get a few things locked down. We've been told Godfather's off the the, the table right now, so we'll replace it with something just as good. I promise. All right, Dave Ellswick Show. Matt, have a good weekend, brother. Thank you. All right. Talk to you later. Matt Smith here on the Dave Ellswick Show. I'll see you tomorrow morning, uh, Car and Truck Doctors. But I'll be back with my show on Monday starting at 6 a.m. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.